here and we'll talk about some things and we'll look at some issues and and really this meeting the state of the assembly is kind of the culmination of what we've been doing all month i normally if you go back through our youtube playlist and stuff and our and everything i normally spend january remind in, in reminder <laughs> mode remember who we are we talked about the local church and the importance of it we talked here about the issue of how you function and how you are we we talked there about your spirit soul and body the three pieces of it the three components and how god made you to function and to operate by taking in the word having it well i wasn't going to do this but we're going to do it so you got your spirit that's that's your mind set that's your thinking processes that's your your vocabulary that's where your memories are and so forth and then we've got you your soul and that's the real you that's where your will is that's where your heart is that's where your conscience is that's where your emotions lie and then you have this vehicle that totes you around and that's your body and the way that God made you and designed you in Genesis there when he takes the dust and he forms man and then man and he gives him the breath of life and then he man becomes a living soul the adversary sees this and then he sees you functioning he misses this inner man connection he missed that so so the adversary and the course of the world works which way body soul it works backwards god says i'm going to work through your mind your spirit and down through your heart your with the heart man believes under righteousness and and here is your your will or volition you know we were talking a minute ago in the break about volition volition's a wonderful thing and it's too bad the theologians over the years have trampled all over it with saying, you know, with the different ideas about God being in control of everything and so forth. Because what volition does and what God did when he gave you volition is he makes you, he holds you accountable for your decisions and activities. If every activity was, well, God did this and God made, then who's, in, who's, who's responsible? God, and God says, no, here's my plan. Here's my word. I would love for you to come and do what I'm doing. Now, again, Genesis or Revelation, doesn't matter where. Here's what I'm doing. I would love you to come and be a part of what I'm doing. But to come and be a part, you have to do what? you got, you got to choose to do that, see. And volition and heart and uh, your heart, your will, your volition, your conscience, the conscience is what accuses you or excuses you. That's that little voice you hear in your head. It's not your mom, you know. My mom talks in my head all the time. You shouldn't have done that. Whack, 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 you know? No, it's not your mom. It's your conscience. And then you have your emotions. Now, you all know your, you see that word emotion? We all know our emotions are dumb. You know, we get riled up. There's a football game this afternoon. Actually, yeah, this afternoon, okay? You will get so worked up about a goofy football game. I do. I'm not any different than any of you. Nothing goofy. Nothing goofy. See, look at him. He's already worked up. 
you know? And I'm, I'm sitting here going, go Bears. Oh, wait, the Bears aren't even playing, you know? <laughs> See, so you get all worked. And what happens? It happens. You know, it's funny is each team's praying God that they'll win. So which team does God want to win? See, now you get into this spooky idea of God, you know, boom. well, I gave a bigger check to my church than he did, you know, so oh, he's on my side, you know, whatever. But the thing is, these emotions get going. But emotions are dumb, okay? They're, they're, they, they are the S word, stupid. They, they just are, and you know that. Watch TV, watch a movie, watch this or that, you know. I, I was sitting the other night watching some kind of cowboy show that was on TV, and it's a early, Last Cowboy or something like that. I'd never seen this thing. It was just on. I flipped it on. I was actually reading and the noise in the background. And here, and I stopped. It interrupted my reading. I stopped and I watched it. And by the end of the show, I had a tear going down my goofy cheek. And I could care less about any of the people. But, you know, it just began to do what? Tug at you. And you're like, doggone it. What? Is she going to win? Where, where did she go? Where'd the little calf, what? <laughs> you know, and up, up, up he rides out of, the, out of the area, toting the cow. Oh, thank goodness it's okay. Well, no kidding. It's a what? It's a show. Of course the animal's going to live, you know, because at the end they say no animals were hurt in the filming of the, you know. You know that, right? But what does your, your, hum- your emotion do? It tugs at you. So your emotions have to have somebody in charge of them. Some bodies, some component has to be in charge of your emotions. Otherwise, you let your emotions run the show. And you know what happens then? Life is this. Where life in Christ is meant to be straight-lined. So you've got a heart that reaches into the mind that comes over here to God's Word, rightly divided, and says, here's how I'm going to act. Because you see the verse, the mind says, we're going to believe the verse. The heart and the will says, we're going to do the verse. The heart tells the emotions, tell the body, let's go do the verse. The conscience pops up and says, you're doing the verse, good job. Or, you're not doing that verse, you're doing a bad job. And you know what then begins? You begin to feel what? Guilt. See? That's how you're designed to work. Now, human viewpoint comes over here, and it works the same way, but it's working not through here. It goes in here, and it goes right there. And the next thing you know, you're all over the place, and you can't figure out what's up and down, and you're boohooing about a cow down in a gully that's going to live, you know? It's in the rancher's best interest that the cow live, you know? So when you think about, we've been looking at that to get to, because you need to be reminded of that, because what's been going on in the last two years? Oh, it's been cake. It's been beautiful. It's been so easy. Well, no, a lot of stuff has been happening. 2 Corinthians 4 is our ministry verse. Uh, If you look there, you're in 2 Corinthians 4. If you look back at chapter 1 and verse 24, this is my ministry verse. Every pastor was, I, you grow up saying every preacher needs a, needs a life verse. Well, I don't, you, you know how you have a life verse? You, you guys hear me every say, that's that verse over there. I love that verse. I, every verse is your life verse. 
But when it comes to ministry, 124, not for that we have dominion over your faith. I don't want to run your life. I never have. I want to be involved in your life. I want to know what's going on with you. I want to help. Why? Well, finish the verse. But are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. My job as your pastor is to get you to stand on your own two feet. How? By faith. Okay? Not in gimmicks. Come over to chapter 4. Not in this or that, but by faith. I, don't, I have a hard enough time running my life. If you don't believe me, ask my wife and then ask my daughters. Okay? I don't, need, I don't need to be worried about running your life, but I want you to do what? By faith, be able to stand, okay? The great problem with, with the verse in 2 Corinthians 1.24 is eventually you will get to where you don't need me. Now, what happens to me when you get to that point? How do I feel? Well, if I'm being run by my emotions, I'm doing what with you now? Now I got you back under my thumb and have dominion over you and run you. Why? Because I need you to need me. But see, if I get you to stand on your own two feet, well, then what will you need? You will need me because you understand the importance of the local assembly. You understand the importance of what we're doing. And you'll say, hey, we need this. And you're our, and you're our pastor. Okay, you're our part, and the leaders, the board. You're our guys. And let's do this. See, but I can't get you there by, by pulling you by the nose ring, if you will. You got to get there by how? By faith. Okay? 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 1 and 2 is our ministry verse, if you will, because of, of what it outlines. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Folks, we have a ministry. Now, you have a ministry as an ambassadors for Christ, and I understand that, but that's not what Paul's talking about here. He's talking about his ministry to the Corinthians in the moment, but also he's our pattern to what ministry is to then be like and what it is to look like. And he says, hey, we have a ministry. We have, we have something here that we're not to faint at. You know, faint not, quit. You know, I, I look around the room and, and uh, you know, some Sundays were busting at the seams and other Sundays were down to 10, you know. And, and, and what happens is, is, what happens to anyone is you, what happens, your emotions go, oh, oh, just cancel it. Oh, we're done. Sell the buildings. Let's go home, you know. Let's go camping, you know. But no, that's, that's again, where am I at? I'm, I'm in the wrong place, aren't I? So we have to be in the right place. Now watch verse 2 but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. You know, if you study too long in, in Paul's epistles, you really quickly learn that you're to be honest with all men. There's an honesty. Growing up, we were taught as kids, the three, me and my two brothers, that if we lie, we make it worse than it really was. But if we told the truth, even though we were getting nailed, <laughs> we were getting it. But telling the truth did what? Well, maybe it was one less swat. I never thought so, but maybe it was. I don't know. All I know is, is I was getting it because I did wrong. But telling the dishonest. Would it not be honest if I came in here and said, we're going to be doing this, and then over here, we were at the swap meet yesterday. At the swap meet, if we made this be all flowerly and 
five-piece band and all this stuff in a, and a show, a social club, which, by the way, a local church is not a social club. It's not a theater. It's not, it's, we'll get that in just a second. But then they come, people come and show up, and what are we doing? Teaching the word. That's dishonest. So what do we do? Oh, I forgot my phone. Nick, can you pull up the church's website, the homepage? I'm going to have you read something or give it to me and I'll read it, okay? Sorry. So I didn't mean it funny. I just looked at you because you wrote it. So the, the thing of it is, is dishonest. We're not going to be dishonest. This is who we are. If I'm, how many of you, don't raise your hand, came through the Internet in some manner? You guys did. You, Joseph, you did as well. What, on the website, what's one of the first things you see? Uh, I meant to, here, I'll read it. Welcome live video. Welcome live video, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. It's, so on, on, our home, on our homepage, on our homepage, we, it's, we are a group of people who are committed to living the grace life set forth by the apostle of the Gentiles, the apostle Paul. That's the first bulletin point. So what kind of church are you coming to? See, we're not coming to a mega church. We're coming to a church that's going to do what? Well, we, commend, we come together to study our Bibles. And yes, we believe we have God's perfect word in the King James Bible. It and it alone is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. We do not come together and study our Bibles for the intent of being smarter than others. We understand that knowledge for the sake of knowledge is purely vain and serves no godly purpose. We do come together and study our Bibles for the intent of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. We do come together and study. Do you think we study when we come together? I mean, it's like every point after that, and you can read it. And actually, Nick wrote this back years ago. And yeah, and I left it on there because what does it say? It says, if you come here, what are you going to run into? You're going to run into, we're opening our Bibles, and we are studying. Well, that's, I'm not going to, I'm not being dishonest with you. What are we? (laughs) We're right up front. And oh, by the way, the second bulletin point says which Bible we're studying, which is a King James Bible. You see the overhead, the five things that we are about. They're sitting back there under, by the pens and that little thing behind the welcome there's five things. Why is that? Because I want people to know that when they come in here, they're coming into a place that is the pillar and the ground of the truth. Okay, I'll keep reading. Verse 2. Not walking in craftiness. Now, you know what it is to do a craft. Linda and I went out to the quilting show. Uh, they had this out at the fairgrounds. And you know what? It was a lot of quilting and a lot of little old ladies, and I was like, wow, okay. And I, I was one of the only men, and probably the youngest of all the men, and that's fine. I was there for my wife, and take and do, and, and I'm sitting there, and there's pattern this, and there's pattern this, and there's blanket this, and there's blanket that, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm, I'm spinning, you know? And I, she's like, well, I'm going to get this. I said, honey, it's your money. You get whatever you want. I'll just be your donkey and tote. I'll tote the bags. And she's like, okay. So I, I finally looked at her and said, are you ready for a Coke? Now, I don't drink sodas anymore. I'm like, are you ready for a Coke? And she's like, yes. I go, good, me too. <laughs> you know, why? Because you, but what a craft. You take something and you spin it and you make it look like something else. We're not doing that. Nor, 
handling the word of God deceitfully. Now, that's not the Bible issue. The Bible issue is in chapter 2 there, verse uh, 17. And 4-2, the dishonesty is saying that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is where you ought to be. See? Being dishonest, saying that really Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when he talks about the Jews and the little flock and the believing remnant and the circumcision, that's you and I today. See, that's being dishonest with what the Word says. We're not going to do that. But what are we going to do? 4-2. But by the manifestation of the what? The truth. But what, look at that word, manifestation. We make all men see. What is the fellowship of the mystery? See, manifestation. You know, folks, nobody can see anything if you're not here. But by the manifestation of the truth. I, I, I think about that. How in the world do we manifest the truth? Well, first of all, to manifest it means to make it known and seeable and apply. But if nobody's here, well, we're all at home on the Internet until I make it uh, pay, pay to watch. And when that happens, then guess what's going to happen? Yeah, see, I generate some income here. Let's go, you know. I'm not going to do that, but I'm just saying, what happens, see? But by the manifestation of the truth, what are we making known? The truth. The truth of God's word, rightly divided, given to us by the Apostle Paul, the pillar and the ground of the truth, the sound doctrine. Commending ourselves to every man's what? There's that conscience. Accusing or excusing. Looking up, saying, you know what? What you're doing is in line with the word of God. Oh, and what you're not doing is not. See? And there's that wonderful emotion called guilt that when properly applied and properly managed and properly understood is a wonderful motivator to fix what's wrong. It's wonderful. Your emotions are the, are the most wonderful thing that God put in you. Now, he put a lot of good things in you, but man, but when they're what? Under the heart, control of the heart, control of the mind, control of God's word. Now, when they're not, they're, they're, they're a mess. Okay? All right. Committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. My job, the leadership's job, is to have a place where, you, where the truth is going to be preached. Come over to 1 Timothy 3. We've looked at these passages, but I'm just reminding you. 1 Peter 3, verse 15, talking about the local assembly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. So our job, again, what are we here? We're the pillar. Hold it up. Make it manifest. The ground. The ground is always going to be level. It's always going to be cleared of all the debris. It's going to be right there where it needs to be. But what are we holding up? The truth. The sound doctrine. Our job is to make manifest the what? The truth. And if we're doing that, then we're doing our job. When we're not doing it, then it's your job to say, hey, you ain't doing it no more. And to be called on the carpet about it and to be dealt with. Come over with me to Philippians chapter 1. So in understanding that, by the way, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 23, Paul says, we preach Christ 
crucified. That's how we preach Christ. We don't ignore his earthly ministry. On Wednesday night, we're in the book of Mark. Wednesday night, I've gone through the Old Testament survey. We've looked at Psalms. We looked at understanding Israel. We've studied Matthew. We've studied, we're studying Mark. We've studied Luke. We've done John. We've done Acts. We've done Revelation. We studied the rest of the Bible, okay? We've done that, we're, and we will do it again because there's some cool things that kind of come as you learn and grow. But see, the thing is, is how do we preach Christ? We preach Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is what? Made manifest. Make it known, okay? Now, on your agenda, you have the issue of leadership, the board members, okay? So Philippians 1, verse 1. Philippians 1.1, 1, 1, Paul and Timotheus, the servant of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, so the local church at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Notice who is listed first, saints, then the bishops and the deacons. So the leadership comes from the saints. And over the years, we've had a board, and I call it the board, you can call it the deacon board, the elder board, the whatever board you want. I call, or the leaders, or whatever, terminology in that area for me, but for me, it's the board. And the, and the men that serve on the board currently are uh, Bruce, Mark, Greg, Ricky, Brian, okay? Phil, Taylor was on the board until they're, they're could you imagine leaving us for Hawaii? Uh, no. Wow, what is up with that? So that's heresy, heretic, heretic. No, so because, because Phil and, and, and Terry and them have changes in their home life and in their life that they have to go take care of, family life, that's what I was looking for, then we, you know, for the next couple years, he stepped down. And I appreciate the service that he did with us and the time spent, and I will truly miss my friend, Okay. James and Andrea, they work here. They're ill. They're not here today. James has stepped down as well. So we have two guys stepping down. James will still be the song leader. Andrea will always be playing the piano. She, she doesn't know that yet, but I'm going to tie her to it. And so, but James will be here when they're, when they're well, and he'll lead the music and so forth and help in other areas as going forth. But leadership is just that. They are the guy, and, and I'm on the board as well. Because uh, just by default, I guess, you didn't elect me to it. I was just it. But the thing of it is, is leadership, that's just a role that we play, these men play, in the local assembly. There's no higher blessing. There is a higher accountability for it. There's no higher blessing to it. I don't get a more spiritual blessing than you. We are all got the same. We're all complete in Christ. We've just, in the role here of the local church, to maintain and to, and to keep and to, and to do 2 Corinthians 4, 2, 4, 1 and 2, we have leadership, okay? Now, we, we have a third, that's a three-year term and everything. There's some guys that will be up for next year uh, and so forth, and that's just some parliamentary things that have to go through. If you're interested in being on the board, you have to talk to me. I don't seek you out, Okay? You have to come and say, hey, I'd like to be on the board. Or if you're in a, a lady and you say, hey, I think uh, so-and-so ought to be on the board, you can come and talk to me about it. 
and then I'll approach. I will let you know that Michael Pomeroy approached me. I'm in the process of talking to him, if I can catch him fast enough, you know, to get him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so there, he's one of the younger guys and uh, kind of keep things flowing and so forth. But the, the leadership, you didn't know who, look over at uh, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. Being in leadership is a labor. It's a labor of love, but it is a labor, okay? We got to get going here. 1 Thessalonians 5, look at verse number 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. The local assembly is to be a place of peace. Not all, it's, sometimes it doesn't be, but it should be. And it's the leadership's job to make sure it is. And it's my job as bishop, pastor, to make sure it is. And I have responsibilities in that manner, okay? Now, in your agenda, so the, board, the board's pretty set. Again, if you're interested, just let me know. We have criteria here to be and stuff that we'll go through and everything. Then you have the financials, okay? And you have a little financial estimate of expenses for 2022. And uh, at the bottom of that estimated uh, expense list, you will see the checking account and money market really is a savings account now. I, I didn't get that wording changed. It's a savings account now. And you'll see the total for the year uh, in the bank account. Then right below that, you see the total giving and the total expenses, okay? Those are as accurate as accurate can get. We've, uh, made, we've uh, Brian and Bruce are our co-treasurers and they keep a very accurate eye on things and so forth and as they move through. If you will look at the list of expenses, you will see my compensation package, then you'll see the electricity, the water, the property, the media, the supplies, the property repairs, and the landscape. That, is, that 8275 is what we try to do monthly. We don't always succeed. We sometimes are short. Sometimes we get a big check that covers and helps. But that's what we're after. The total year is 99300 okay? So you'll see the compensation there. Uh, and you, you'll see an increase. I'll just tell you there's an increase in my compensation of $500 from last year. There's an increase in the media. If you think about the media, we're, <laughs> we are so tech-driven and media-driven that we literally have to have someone kind of be on top of it 24-7. That's Ricky. So we built in a little, a little gift to him on a monthly basis just to help that. And then you'll see the landscaping. We've increased that a little bit because it does cost to, to maintain the beautiful property. And I'll be honest with you, you ought to give Brian a hug and a thank you for us having a really nice looking piece of property. When we first moved in here, I told Brian, I said, I want, I want to be A1 on the property side. I want people to walk by and it be A1. I don't want B, I don't want F, I don't want, I want A, A1, because what does it say to the neighborhood? We're invested, we're interested, we're not going anywhere, we want to be here. If, if, look, folks, if we didn't want to be here, we'd let the place go. Then they would think it's what? Vacant. No, we don't. So those are there, okay? 
you can, uh, yeah, just give him, a, give him a punch in the arm or something, okay? Keep him, keep him, uh, keep him uh, motivated, okay? So if you, as you look over the expenses there, you, if you want to know something specific, you, uh, you can ask. This is kind of open part of the meeting here, and, and I, I have uh, the numbers for the year. I will tell you that last year, uh, the giving was 106. It's listed there for you, and the expenses were right at that 99. We did we did pretty good. The difference from last year and this year is we did no property improvement projects over the year. We just kind of maintained. We had we had to put out some uh, AC not working fires and stuff like that, but we didn't have any major projects going on. Okay, in saying that, I know the building is down the list a little bit. But uh, you, if you see something that needs to be addressed, you have to tell us. We don't see everything. We, I, I see every, almost everything, but I, don't, I miss, okay? But uh, before we run from the... Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Okay. All right. Come over to 2 Corinthians 9. Okay. Yes, we, uh, we, we, had, we had great argument in the board meeting about taking... No, we didn't have an argument. It was pretty unanimous and pretty quick about taking care of helping Ricky and so forth uh, and uh, making him, you know, covering some... Because uh, everything's done voluntarily, you know, for the most part, and so forth. Uh, you, a lot of you folks don't under don't probably don't realize, but Mark and Michelle, Michelle come. I was going to say Mark and Michelle come and clean, but I've only seen Michelle here. So Michelle comes, cleans the buildings weekly. Linda and I are up cleaning when when they can't, and so forth. So you got a lot of people that kind of do stuff behind the scenes that don't really get recognized. Because see, as soon as I said that. Somebody goes, well, he didn't say anything good about me. You know, and now, we go, uh, 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 and now we're over here in this again. So just know there's a lot of people that do a lot of things. Folks, it's called the work of the ministry, and that's what it is. Look at 2 Corinthians 9, if you will, verse 7. Every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. That's grace giving. We give, you give, I give. I get yelled at for giving, by the way. I do. I don't know why. I give, we give, and I'll get this, hey, knock it off. And I'm like, okay. Then he deposits the check anyway. So what, you know, go figure, right? I'm just kidding. But it's okay. The, but the thing is, is you give because you value what we have and what we're doing. The property is paid off. We did that, and we're very appreciative for that. So we're able to to. To increase my compensation, we're able to do different things, and that's a wonderful thing, okay? But what do we give? Look at, go back to 2 Corinthians 8, and, okay? And you can read the, this starting in verse 1 down to verse 15, Paul talking about giving, but I want you to read verse 5 with me. For 2 Corinthians 8, 5. And this they did, not as we hoped, okay? So the churches of Macedonia, they are... Poor, they are deep poverty, verse 2 says. They beg Paul to take the collection that they've taken up for him. 
Paul has said, no, you've got bills to pay, mouths to feed. No, no. And they've, they said, no, we're good. You go. They, they're in the priorities. The priorities in giving and money is you take care of your own. Then you have to give to others and to take care of the local assembly. First, you take care of your house. If you don't, you've denied the face. You're worse than an infidel. But now you come over here and you can help others and you can do. The Macedonians, we're good, Paul. We want you to take but no, look at verse 5. Look at their thinking. And I just, I think about verse 1, moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God. Here's the grace of God, verse 5. But, and this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desire to... They gave themselves first to who? to the Lord, to the sound doctrine. They recognized Paul for who Paul was. He was what? He was their apostle. He's also their founder of their church there at Philippi. Now, Epaphroditus shows up. He becomes their pastor. They take care of him. You get over in Philippians and you read, and you understand that. And Paul, by the way, in Philippians, Paul says, you guys not only gave once, but you gave at least three more times. What was motivating there? It wasn't to buy Paul a new donkey or a camel. It was to support the work of the ministry. And that's what we have here. So as you look at, at the finances and as you think about this, um, I'll say for me personally, because of the increase and in everything, I don't have to work a job. I, my work is here. So I'm full time, as they like to say. And uh, I have been for the last year uh, and so forth. And Linda and I have worked things out. Uh, we don't live in a mansion on the hill. Uh, we're pretty tight. We always have been. We always will be, and so forth. And, and that's a, and, But I'm here full-time. Call me, use me, abuse me, spend me, and be spent, and so forth. And you folks understand that, okay? Is there any question about expenses or the income as we go? It's, I had a guy one time ask me, he goes, Rick, you ought to be making 80000 a year. I said, I agree. And he's like, yeah, but how do we get that done? I said, you write a check and put it in the offering box back there. I love the thought and the sentiment, but it's got to be in the offering box, okay? And you guys do a wonderful job of it. The, the most shocking thing that I had for me coming out of COVID 2020, and by the way, that number should be 21 there in that file. Just notice that should not be 2020, it should be well, no, it is 2020, was the fact of the giving didn't drop off while we shut down for COVID. And that was a great testimony of the grace of God working in you guys because we still were streaming and doing, but it still kind of came in, and that's a wonderful thing, okay? All right, under the ministry expansions, let's do this quickly, if you will. We do have a job. Come over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Um, I listed as ministry expansions. We'll talk about these rather quickly. If you look at 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse number 7 and 8, this is our job as a local assembly, so that we were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And for from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were to spread abroad, so that we need not speak anything. Our job is the local, the locale, but we're to have a what? We're to have a sounding out. We're to have a, we're to, we're to be known. And I'll be honest with you, we are known. 
There are several other quote-unquote grace churches in the valley. They know who we are. We're not unknown. They know us, and they know what we stand for and, the, and so forth, and that's the issue. So yesterday we went out to the swap meet, first time in two years, and Marlo, I, Marla's got to be the one to kind of lead this because she can get up at 7 and 6.30 in the morning and go do it. I'm just drawing back the shades under the eyes about that time. But so Marley goes out. She got the spot. Joe Geddon was there. Nick Marcosian was there. Joel showed up. Uh, I'm missing somebody. One, two, three. Oh, me. I was there. <laughs> That's who it was. I'm like, there was five of us. And, and, and the, the outreach, the swap meet is a very non-threatening manner of talking to people. Okay. And even if you think you can get tongue-tied and not, you ought to come. Come and sit. It's funny, uh, several years ago, we were there, and I was there, and Marla, and a couple other guys, and uh, we were talking, and, you know, you deal with people. And by the way, when you deal with people in that environment, you quickly find out where society is and how they think about God. We had a guy come by, Nick, he, oh, we're in heaven now, we're in hell now. And it's like, okay, that's what they think, you know. But what, if you just want to come, we were sitting a couple years ago, last time I think we were there, uh, we were sitting there, and Marla says, I got a question. So guess what happened? Bible study broke out in the back end. We forgot passing tracts out, and we began to study. So if you come and just be there, your presence is a wonderful addition to, you don't have to be, now eventually Marla will work you out there and put you out there, and I will get you out there too because that's, you need to break down that wall of fear and so forth. But the issue is if you just come and be, that's a great thing, okay? So as we move forward, I know we have just basically two months left before the heat sets in. We'll have some more to say about the, 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 over the summer try and work and go out there for a few hours and, and whatnot. And, and they're only open in the summer on Saturday and Sunday. In the wintertime, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we'll have more of that, okay? There's also the potential for a Tucson Bible study. And I've been working with Gary. We've been trying to work some logistics out. And uh, there's some folks that have moved down in that, or they are moving down in that territory. And uh, we're, we're trying to work something to get down there. Before COVID, pre-COVID, I was getting anywhere from five to 10 requests every winter of, hey, is there a church in the Tucson area? And it was always no, because there isn't. And there's not one I would recommend anyway. So we're going to work on that. That is a goal for the year, okay? That's a goal. Um, the next item is the fill-in guys, the figs. Uh, Nick and, and, and Phil's done it. Joe's done it. Keith has done it. Uh, those opportunities of teaching when I'm gone, like in February here, I'll be gone. Nick will be here. Church will move along as normal and so forth. But if you're interested in wanting to teach, you got to come see me, okay? And you, you've got to have that desire. You got to say, hey, I want to do this. Or, hey, I got something I'd like to say. Then we'll let you say it, and then we'll correct you. I mean, let you be, okay? But the thing is, is that's important to keep what? To keep the continuity, to keep everything flowing, the worst day that I ever had ministry-wise was 12 or 13 years ago. We closed for the weekend because I was going to be gone. There was nobody to fill in. So we put a closed notice when we were on baseline on the door. When I came back, first stop on the way into town was baseline, and on the, no on the door was a note, sorry, we missed you. 
Mr. and Mrs. Solon. And I said, I'll never do that again. I won't go to the Bible conferences because here's where we need to be. Okay, so the fill-in guys, there's really no requirements as far as, you know, GSB and all that stuff. It's just really a desire to teach. And uh, if you say, I'm not interested, I'll say, yeah, you are. Next Sunday, you're up. Let's go. And honestly, I will make available the Sunday school hour if you want to give it a shot and want to do it, fine, and, and so forth. We can work that out, Okay. Uh, Bible Project, this was a goal of last year of identifying publishers that where we could get the King James Bible that hasn't been altered in any shape, manner, or form. And uh, again, Gary Worrell and I, we were wor- we've been working on that, and we've landed uh, with, uh, what, uh, with a publisher of the Pure Cambridge text, okay? And the Pure Cambridge, your uh, Bibles in the Pew, are pure Cambridge text. That's what they are. That's why we switched them out. And again, every King James, I'm not talking about throw your King James out and get this, okay? I'm just talking, what's that? Oh, um, you know what? I don't know what print size that is. It's got to be nine, nine point something. Might be. It's just the font is different. That's the thing. Folks, your King James Bible is the Word of God. We're not talking about throw it out with the baby with the bathwater and change it out. We were just trying to identify today where we could go get, because not every King James is the same, unfortunately. But that's a publisher issue. So in the future this year, I'll have more to say about it. We'll talk about it. And again, I'm not replacing King James at all. You better keep it. If you don't keep it, I'm going to come and nail it to your forehead. But the thing is, is... Where to, get, where to make sure that it says in sample when it needs to say in sample. Where it needs to say example when it needs to say example. Or thoroughly and throughly. And those words get changed by the publishers to modernize spelling. The problem is, is when you change those words, you change the doctrine in the context. And we wanted to prevent that, Okay. Small group meetings, you're well aware of these. We have several. We have the Young Married Couples uh, group. And again, the name imply is what it is, Young Married Couples. Now they're Young Married Couple families because <laughs> they're having, starting to have kids and stuff. I've been meeting with them at least once a month, once every couple months when the schedules allow. We've gone through, uh, how do I say it? Marriage Counseling 101, if you will. Now we're, nailing, we're getting into the financial 101 type stuff with them and so forth because strong families make strong local churches, okay? So when you see they're having a dinner, it isn't that you can't come. If you're going to come, let me know so we make sure you've got a plate of food to eat. But it's just you have to understand who's there. It's the younger group and so forth and trying to help them navigate some stuff in life and so forth from a biblical manner. Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Yes. No, that is the name of the Bible. The publisher was Church Bible Publishers. Okay? And if you go to the Church Bible Publishers, I don't know if it's in the front of that book or not. This is not local Bible Publishers. It's Church. They're out of Texas now. They used to be in Ohio. But you're looking for their turquoise name. Their turquoise name, 
Um, I have the real fancy Bible up here that I bought a box of them. If you're, you can have one if you want it. It's 80 bucks. Well, actually, today it's $100. Um, but, yes, sir? Their website's in the front. So, and, and you very well, because, so, but ask, you're looking for turquoise, okay? And uh, they do a good job. That's the Bible, you know. But ultimately, what I would like to do, we've identified the text in a PDF file, and we're going to start printing our own. That's what I'm ultimately put, getting to. It's just the cost and the ramifications of doing that. Our, folks, our job as a, as a local church in the body of Christ is to keep a word, the Word of God in print. It's called preservation. That's our job. Our job isn't to let someone else do it. Our job is to do it. Now, we found the groups that do it, so we'll support them. But ultimately, we need to be doing it for, and I'm not talking about masses. I know the Internet's there, and they'll hear this. And I'm not talking about out and everything. I'm talking about for us here and for our families and our friends and stuff like that, okay? All right? Yeah, printing press. Okay, so church Bible publishers, they were in, I think they were in Ohio. They had their binding machinery for sale, $750,000. Yeah, whoa. Okay, and you needed a 15,000 square foot building to house it. Like, oh, okay. So we decided to order a case <laughs> and let them do it, okay? All right, anything else so far? Okay, uh, the small groups, we have the in-betweens. That's for those that decided they weren't in the old people's married, uh, the older married group, and they got stuck in Melanie and Tabitha. Melanie and Tabitha have been heading that up and so forth, and we're, and we're doing that. Then we obviously have the men's fellowship and the ladies' fellowship. All of these small group things is not designed to, to do anything other than help and be there for the advancement of the truth in people's lives, okay? Then you'll see the DVD lending library. This is new. The board doesn't even know about this one, okay? DVDs are going away, by the way, just in case you haven't figured that out yet. So if you see a DVD player, you better buy it and then stick it on the shelf because they're going. But we had dad's CDs and MP3s and DVDs in the back. They collected dust. I cleaned out everything but the DVDs because who listens to a CD anymore? It's pods, this and that. Forgotten Truths have 80-something volumes of the Forgotten Truths program. We need to purchase those and have them for a lending library. You've got Dad, you've got uh, Tom Bruchet, you've got Alex Kurz, you've got John Verstegen. You got, now, a lot of these guys' stuff is streaming. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the physical. Here it is for in the back, in the back. I'd like to do that. I, I want you guys to know about it, the board. Uh, the Forgotten Truth stuff is, I think it's like 82 volumes. It's just, on, just, just over 1000 bucks to do. They're 30 minutes. They're here. It's, it's easy to take home, listen, bring back stuff to help you during the week, okay? I'd like to do that. Um, also, what's going to happen in the back somewhere is there's going to be, uh, I'm going through my library currently, and uh, I have a lot of doubles of stuff, and those doubles are going to be put out for use for anyone who wants to borrow them and have a lending library in that manner. If you want to buy it or if you want to keep it, I don't care. I got my copy <laughs> with my notes in it. And so anyway, but the, the, the DVD lending library is, is an idea that I think we can use. 
Um, when you look around, I look around the room, all of us are familiar with DVDs and we can do that and so forth, knowing that the future is really in the streaming, honestly, but the DVDs are there as well. So think about that. If it's something you'd like to help with, if you want to write a check or whatever, just write on their lending DVD library. We'll put it towards that as we move forward. Um, it's people, my dad is my dad. People go, oh, you can just ask him and he'll give it to you. Sure, I can. I, I call my mom. Hey, mom, I need 100 right division charts and 100 this. And she goes, okay, she sends it, no bill. I go, I need a bill. It's wrong to just assume to get it for nothing. It's proper to pay for it. So we want to do that, okay? And again, I can call and make a request and just for a family name discount, but we're not going to do that. I don't want to do that, okay? By the way, when we order the tracks and stuff, it's always the, the invoice is always made out to Southwest Bible Fellowship, okay? So you do take care of that, all right? So that's kind of the ministry expansions where we're kind of like, I'd like to go with right now, especially down into Tucson. That's a big, a big question mark and a big push. But the, the other things there, you help where you can help, okay? I put that out there. You get involved where you can get involved, okay? All right, building in the property, the building issue here, honestly, like I said, 2021, we didn't have any, actually 20 and 21, we really didn't do any improvements. So as I get to looking around, if you look straight up, what do you see? An old ceiling. So I had put in for the board, I, told, I gave them the idea of let's remodel the ceiling up above this. By the way, you don't know this, but you get up above, you get through about three layers of uh, insulation. And then you get into the old ductwork, the metal, old 1960 ductwork, and uh, getting all of that cleaned out and everything, um, I think it's important to do. Uh, I think it makes the room look we'll, look, we'll update the lighting. The lighting we put in here when we moved in, James did actually, so it's at least 10, 11 years old. I mean, it works, don't get me wrong, but in looking around of saying, hey, what would make the place a little nicer, you know, and so forth, that was an idea. We've had an idea about uh, uh, maybe adding on to the back of the house some things and so forth, and that hasn't taken a lot of traction. If you think about our summers, we kind of get a little crammed in that front room, maybe a big family room in the back or a covered patio, something out back. We, when we get that stuff, we will bring it to you. Mark investigated a contractor to do this, 25,000 was the, was the uh, roughly 25K, but it didn't include everything we wanted done because they want us to pull all the pews out. And we didn't want to do that with some other things. So then it got to, the conversation went to full remodel, you know, then if you're going to have to new carpet and stuff like that, which we're not going to do. But the ceiling, I just bring that up as you see stuff and you say, hey, just let me know, let Bruce know, Mark know, Brian, Greg. Well, don't let Greg know, but yeah, yeah. Let Brian or Mark know because we see things that, you know, maybe you, you see things I don't see, you know. We had an issue with the sidewalk out there. And it was, what was it? It was lower, going low or raising. So the guys got into it, fixed it and stuff like that. So the ceiling issue in here was if you look up and you see stains and it's like, there's a water leak right above where Mac is sitting. There's a big stain there. That was a brand new tile. The rain, now we got a water leak. So I got to call into the roofer. 
They're coming out next month, and they'll fix the leak, okay? And then the roofer came and goes, well, you got a leak on the other side. I'm like, it's so old, I can't tell what's new, you know? So they're going to fix it, and, and you know, any, so we'll take care of it, okay? But just as you look around the building, the building is to be, <laughs> Dad always told me, he says, a building is an employee. you got to take care of it, or else it'll fall apart on you. And so that's really kind of our responsibility. Again, with the landscaping, I've told Brian I want A1 on that because of this. And, and, and again, in the future, you never know. Have you guys been listening to the fact that we're getting short on water, they say, and the water? So maybe the backyard doesn't get winter grass, but the front yard will because that's where everybody sees and con we kind of congregate and get. So we'll make those adjustments as things come along. The board looks at it and does, okay? That's why they're here. Um, if they're not here, I do it, and I rule with a rod iron until Linda comes in, and then it's like, yes, ma'am, okay, I'll put it away, you know, okay? All right, so the building, I, I just put that, the auditorium ceiling thing there. I'll be honest with you, if we remodeled this, I would love to take this and redo all this up here and get the piano up and just a little more room and uh, put my, get me an office on the back of the building, kind of square it off. But that takes money. It takes an, uh, the ability to do it. It doesn't take a lot of money. I'll be honest with you. I, I was impressed that it doesn't take a lot of money. It just has to take some to, to, to do it. And it has to take people willing to say, hey, we're going to do this. And, uh, again, um, thinking of the building, well, anyway. All right. The next item on the agenda is open discussion, Okay. So we can take a few minutes if there's something that you've seen that we didn't cover, didn't talk about. Um, come over with and then uh, raise your hand, yell at me. Covered motorcycle parking. Covered motorcycle parking. <laughs> <laughs> a baby. Hey, I'm with you, brother. Yeah, got to buy me a new bike, right? Yeah, there you go. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I'm all for it. I when Danielle was in ASU, she went to the School of Sustainability, and I was we were up there visiting. They had a program, and we were there, and I got to talking to the dean of the school, and he was asking me what I do, and I said, I'm the pastor here and everything. He's like, oh, wow. And I told him, I said, anytime you want to put a free solar system on, come right ahead. Anytime you want to free, for free, Covered apart, come ahead. And he was like, oh, we can't do that. We got, I said, yeah, I know. So I try. But uh, anyway, we, uh, um, I don't know if there is anything. Um, again, I don't do anything under the table or hidden behind closed doors. If you want to see the year and year to dates, I can, we can, I got them printed. I can make you a copy. You can take it home and study it. What you see is what you get. I've always been that way. I don't think we do ministry dishonestly. Uh, we don't have a hidden bank account anywhere, uh, unless they do, and I don't know about it. But uh, we don't have any of that. We, we're pretty straightforward. And uh, <laughs> if they do, I got a request. So, but uh, um, come over with me to 2 Corinthians 13, and we'll just end here unless uh, Linda and the ladies were going to need a little moment to set things up. For the food, again, everyone's welcome to, to, to partake. There is plenty, uh, actually probably more than plenty. And uh, you need to be there. 
Uh, by the way, this is how we do the board meetings. You guys just sat through a board meeting, basically. We just go right down the list, let everybody have their voice, and then vote yay or nay, okay? All right, 2 Corinthians 13, if you look here at verse 11, and we'll end here, and then we'll pray, and then we'll just be dismissed. Just give the ladies, again, next door, give them a little time to get everything set up, okay? Uh, they're le- All right, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the, com- and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Dearly Father, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for the folks that are here, uh, present with us in the room, and those that are online and their willingness and their interest in what we're doing here in the work of the ministry. And Lord, I just thank every one of them for their willingness to come and do and to be a part of Southwest Bible Fellowship and to take on the mantle of being a pillar in the ground of the truth. And we do it for your honor and for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. Okay, you're dismissed.